you got to figure out what kind of return you want for your time, for your energy, for your effort, for your money. So you put 200K in, what do you want to make on those $200,000? You want to make 10% a year, 20% a year, 5% a year? What is that number for you? Whatever that number is for you, then that's how you know if it's a good deal for you. This is the naked truth about real estate investing. Your host, Javier, has already been through all the brain damage of this business, so you don't have to go through it. That way, you're not exposed to all of the risk of losing your shirt or getting caught with your pants down. So let's dive into another no BS episode right now. Every time you get a property, you're looking at a property, first thing you think about is, is this a good deal? It happens all the time. I see a property come across my desk. I'm like, is this a good deal? And as you notice, I'm actually wearing my billion dollar boardroom t-shirt today, not my regular Javier Hinojo shirt. So I hope you like it. Anyways, let's go back and talk about is this a good deal? You get a property, you're looking at it. What key components do you need to know if it's a good deal, right? Number one, you got to make sure you check the condition of the property, okay? Right? Number two, you got to check the area where it's located. And number three, you definitely got to check if it's a good purchase price, okay? So let's start with number one, right? Let's check the condition of the property. When somebody sent it to you, well, let me back up a little bit and let me tell you what is not going to be a good deal, right? If it's been on the market and every single website on Zillow or on LoopNet or wherever the heck you buy, you're buying a house or an apartment or a commercial real estate, if it's been listed on the internet where everybody can see it and it's been for sale for six months and the price hasn't changed, I guarantee you on 99.99% of the time, it is not a good deal. Okay, because you have all your retail investors. That's what I call them. They see the properties online listed on the internet and the competition is a lot tighter because everybody has more access to it. So now there's more offers being made on those kind of properties. Okay, so usually if it's on the internet, if it's on LoopNet, that's where I say all the suckers go to buy because it's listed and you're going to pay a higher price. Now, not all the time, but 99% of the time. Now, maybe you find a property that's listed on the market on the internet and come in and try to negotiate and lower the price, that's different. Okay, that's totally different. But if it's already on the market and it didn't sell to the first five investors that knew about the property, most likely it's not a good deal. So let me tell you why. So in commercial real estate, if a broker gets a project, say he gets a listing, the commercial broker, what he can do is push it out to his buyer's list, right? He has a buyer's list, three, five, 10 serious buyers that he knows in that area that are buying that area. He's gonna try to push that property to them. Why? Because he wants to keep the whole commission, right? Doesn't want to share it with anybody. So he pushes that out to a couple of different buyers to see if they buy it and they purchase the property. They bring it to somebody who's already done business there with them in the past, okay? If nobody takes a bite at the property, then they go inside their office. Maybe somebody in their office knows somebody who's looking for this type of property and they can split the commission inside the office. Then they might reach out to a couple other brokers, a couple of other firms that they know. Maybe they got a couple of buyers. If that doesn't work, then it goes straight to the MLS. For the most part, I'm not saying this the way it happens all the time, or the commercial MLS, right? I'm talking about commercial property. Then it goes out to LoopNet, goes on CoStar, and then everybody gets a chance to look at it and go ahead and bid on it. So after it's gone through that process, it's probably not the best deal. That's how you know if it's online, definitely not a good deal. If it's off market, it is a good deal, okay? Check the condition of the property. Right, just compare to everything else that's sold. Make sure that if it's in distress, you gotta get a big discount. Okay, gotta give it a big discount and then check the area. Make sure that the areas match on your comparables, on your comps to that property as well. 
right? And then we come down to the purchase price and you'll know if you got a good deal or not. So let's work on some numbers. What's a good deal for you? What's a good deal for me? It all depends. What kind of returns do you need? What kind of returns do I need? What kind of returns do your investors need? And what kind of returns do my investors need as well? So that's how you have to figure out if you have a good deal, if you should go buy it and raise money for the project, or if you want to go buy it and use your own money, right? So if you want to go buy it and use your own money, you got to figure out what kind of return you want for your time, for your energy, for your effort, for your money, especially if you're going to be managing that property, right? What kind of return do you want, right? So you put 200K in, what do you want to make on those $200,000? You want to make 10% a year, 20% a year, 5% a year? What is that number for you? Whatever that number is for you, then that's how you know if it's a good deal for you. If you're like, hey, I want to make a total of 15% a year on my money, then you run the numbers that way. You put in 200 grand, it's going to make you X amount of dollars minus expenses. I have this much money left over, right? Maybe you're having 30 grand left over every year net. That actually equals to 15%, right? Of $200,000. So you spend 200K on the down payment. Your net cash flow after all expenses, mortgage, everything is 30K. That makes you 15% of your money. So if that's a good deal for you, then you go ahead and buy that, okay? If you're putting a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of effort, you may want a higher return because now you're more of an active investor, not a passive investor, where you're actually putting your equity sweat in there, right? So maybe you want a higher return because now you're putting 10 hours a week in that, 20 hours a week on that. You say, hey, look, I need to make at least 40K a year net for this project to work for me at 20%. If I don't make 20% per year, I don't want to buy this, okay? Same thing happens if you have investors, right? If you have some investors you're going to raise money for, what kind of return do they want, right? If they want a 10% return per year, then you do the math and you say, okay, great. This property is making 30K a year. I'm going to give 20K to my investors and I keep 10K per year. And if the time, energy, and effort makes sense for you for those 10K you're going to make, then it's a good deal, right? What is a good deal for you? What is a good deal for me? It's all different. Just depends on what your investment criteria is. I would say in general, if you're a passive investor, which means you just put money in somebody's deal, you want to get a somewhere between an 8 to 12% cash on cash return per year and maybe a 16 to 20% total return for as long as the money's there. So if I give somebody money, if I give somebody 100K for five years and we're making 20% total return per year, that means I'm going to get back 200K in five years. So my money will double in five years equals to about a 20% return per year. Okay. So find out what your investors want. Find out what your personality is. Do your own financial statements. Find out what you make from your other investments that you have. And that's the best way to figure out, okay, great. I'm making X amount from my 401k, X amount from here, X amount from here. This is what I need to make to jump into real estate or invest in a real estate project. So hopefully that helps out for you. Check out my other channels for more information and more tips. I got a great gift for you guys. It is my underwriting calculator. That's what I use to underwrite multifamily for a heavy value add. You're going to get a, a great discount because it takes a lot of work. And I have a calculator that'll help you underwrite something that's more stable, a prettier property with videos, not just multifamily, but I also have a calculator for you for mobile home parks, help you underwrite a value add or a property that's stable. I also have a calculator for you for self-storage. It'll help you evaluate a self-storage value add or self-storage that is already stable. And it has videos. We underwrite 50, 60 properties every single week. So my acquisitions team is pretty good at it. I want to give that to you for free for following me on the podcast, for being a loyal listener. I want to give that back to you. It's taking a lot of time and energy to put these together. So in that link, you'll see in the show notes, we'll give that away for free. It's actually a deal submission form. 
You can skip all that and go to the bottom and you'll see the calculators. But if you want to submit a deal to us so we can help you underwrite it, maybe we, we partner, feel free to use it. Make sure you analyze properly so you don't lose your shirt. This has been The Naked Truth. Our mission is to give it to you raw. If you got value from this episode, you're invited to leave an honest written review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening and we'll see you on the next episode.